What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Philly Finest Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Dante. I will be talking about the Marvel Studios Disney Plus show, WandaVision, this, this podcast episode. Because I'm I'm a big Marvel fan. I've been a fan since the 90s when I was watching those Saturday morning cartoons. So I'm invested with the whole Marvel characters, just Wolverine, the X-Men, uh, I'm a big Thor fan, Daredevil, uh, who else was I a big fan of back then, uh, Spider-Man, all the characters he had on his show, like, I was just big time Marvel geek, they got me into comics real heavy back then, but, you know, Disney Plus has launched about a year ago, and now Marvel has, like, released their first, I guess, TV show? you want to call it or streaming show whatever and it was based off two characters i wasn't too hyped about i really didn't care for to be honest with you i really didn't i wasn't like yeah i can't wait to watch one division i kind of just watched it because it was nothing else to watch on disney plus and i'm not really big fans of the two characters like i like vision and i like wanda as characters and what they can do but i've never been like oh wow i would love to see those two in the show so Show came out, it's completed, all the episodes is out, so if you want to go check it out, go check it out. But I just want to start from beginning to end, like, kind of like my pros and cons of what I've seen and what I liked and what I didn't like and what why they changed this way. And some of the things that just happened that people kind of made the worst for me because they kind of came up with these theories and ran with them and then, like, flood the internet with them. So first and foremost, I'm going to start off with the first two episodes that dropped. It went all nostalgic on this one. It went all the way back to the 1950s, back when Dick Van Dyke's show was out, like Bewitched, all these other shows Like I watched back on, it was Nick at Night Times, you know, when I was younger and I ain't had nothing else to watch. You know, I would just watch those things because it was just like the only thing on. And it was crazy because I'm sitting here like, all right, where's this show going? So then what you see has Wanda has created this world. But you don't know how yet because she kind of goes into this whole thing and she's just kind of reliving, I guess, her childhood through these daytime sitcoms from back in the 50s. So the first episode was back in the 50s. I believe it was the Dick Van Dyke show based off that black and white. And, it, and they went all in, too. They wasn't like, like you can choose between a color episode. No, they went all in. So the first two episodes was in black and white. So by the time you get to the third one, it goes into color. And the first question I had was, all right, what is this? How is Vision back? And then you kind of come across the thing where you're like, all right, we clearly understand Wanda's in control of this world because she's running everything. Because you kind of get that from the first episode. But you don't understand what's really going on. And you see Vision and other people around, but you're like, what is going on? This is like something she's created, everybody, or this is just something else. So... By the time you get to the second episode, it goes into the 60s. So it's more like a uh, Bewitched and uh, it was another show from back then. Same thing. But then you start to see things. Because one part of the episode, you hear um, Jimmy Woo talk through the radio. And then you see a, like a, a helicopter in color. So it's in black and white and it's in color. And you can see like it has a sword logo on there. Right. So then you kind of get into it like, all right. Things still don't make sense, so you kind of still up in the air. What's going on? And 
even I'm like, I got invested after the first two episodes because I'm like, all right, I want to know what happened. You know, once you kind of once you get to that point of watching the show of where it's going to take you, you kind of wonder like what's going to happen. So you kind of that's what gets you invested when you kind of like, all right, I'm curious about what happens next. So you kind of tune in for that. So the first two episodes, like I said, you're in black and white, little bits and pieces are coming together. Um, the second episode, you hear Jimmy Woo talking to the radio. You hear that you see the helicopter in in color. Everything else, everything else is in black and white, but you see like a sword helicopter in color. It's like this red and uh, yellow, goldish color. Not goldish, but yellowish color. And then there's a part in the second episode where you see this beekeeper. And one of the issues I had with the show, it's not really the show's fault. It's what people did with the show. Like, they like the theories. Like, oh my goodness. Everybody had these theories out there. And I ain't mad at you because you kind of think, all right, that means this is going to happen because they did this. I get that. We're assuming theories. This is a Marvel show. Who else could they, uh, you know, introduce in the show? Like, what, what like, new... Uh, thing they're going to present like what you know any type of twist and turns they can throw out there so you're kind of like all right then i get it man that beekeeper was just a regular old person from outside of the hex and he was just a regular person but during that part of the episode you see you understand wanda's in full control of this whole world she hits the rewind button or something and says no and just next thing you know it just rewinds and it picks up like right before she goes outside and it kind of just like ends the episode right then and there. And that's one of the most interesting things about it is that you're like, okay, so we know she's in control. She knows she runs it. But what's going on? So by the time the third episode comes, we in color. So we in color in the third episode and the screen goes to... uh it does go to full screen. It's no longer in that four by three aspect ratio. It goes to full screen. It's not in widescreen, but certain scenes in the third episode. That's where uh, it's a, no, it's the fourth episode. But the third episode, you're in color. You kind of get some ideas of what's going on. Things go into color, and she ends up pregnant. Or yeah, she ends up pregnant. As you can see, she's pregnant without actually any physical contact. So, all right, we go from there. So then uh, you start to see Monica Rambeau character comes into play. She's the, you know, the black girl in town. Everybody's kind of iffy and don't know when, like, you kind of see, like, everybody's on edge and all these other things. And she's pregnant and like, like the like I think in one day she was three like four months, and then the next day she was almost pushing him out. So you see, <laughs> like it goes crazy. Like so, she has twin boys, of course. You know, Wiccan and Speed, or Billy and uh, Tommy, I believe. I forget. I can't believe I forgot. I forgot their name. I didn't even write their name, but you got the twin boys. You know, they had their powers. They're similar to, you know. Wanda and Pietro powers, you know, you got super speed and um, warp, um, manipulation of like warping reality and stuff like that with uh, 
wicked and speed is basically speed a speedster so you know she has the boys they're young and then you come to find out there's a scene in there where Wanda's kind of remembering what happened to her life before she created this whole world and then Monica Rambeau says well yeah didn't he die yeah your brother passed away Pietro died he got killed by Ultron she was like who are you and why how do you know this then the next thing you know she's like gone like Monica Rambeau's character is gone then by the end of the episode you see that she got kicked out of the uh I guess the House of M type of hexagon bubble, whatever they want to call it. Well, that's what they call it, the hex. Because it was shaped as a hexagon, so they call it the hex. Because I guess her hex powers, or nexus powers. Right, so here's the twists and turns. Then with that, you kind of see how Monica Rambeau came into the whole thing. Because she worked for S.W.O.R.D. And actually in that second, in that fourth episode, she was, she was blipped. Which is a stupid name. I wish they changed that. Like they, she was snapped out of existence. She was right next to her mother when she got out of surgery for whatever uh, cancer she had. So she had a surgery done because of the cancer. She gets blipped, but her mother stays. So she kind of passes away a couple years later after that whole thing happened. So she, her mother, helps develop Sword, which is the in the comics it was the sentient. Respond, uh, hold on. Sentient world observation research is it research? Um, something like that. Research division, something like that. I may have been butchering it, but they changed it in the show. It was the sentient weapon observation and response division. No, department. Yeah, it was, it was department in this one. So. So that's like the offshoot of what S.H.I.E.L.D. was, but it's a space version of it. Right. So you go in there, you see that she worked for um, she works for S.W.O.R.D. She got grounded. She can't go in outer space no more. And the guy who was a he was a bit of a douchebag. And what is this? I can't remember his name. Like, I'm really having a brain fart right now because like I, I know his name. Well, he's like the the. The Nick Fury of the sword. And when I remember his name, I'll say it during the course of this episode. So you go in there, you see that she worked for sure. So she has to be, she got uh, deployed to this unknown anomaly in Westview, New Jersey. Okay, here's one of the issues I had with the show, with this part. All right. There's a place called Westview, New Jersey. So Jimmy Woo's there. She comes up. The guy said, there is no such thing as a Westview. He said, it's Eastview. He's from Eastview, New Jersey. So obviously, it's something going on. All right. So obviously, it's some type of field, force field, round, whatever the heck. And then, you know, Monica gets sucked in. So that's how you that's how you see what happens to her. But then you also realize that she didn't want to send the helicopter drone in there to see if she can get some surveillance of what's going on in the hex. He goes in there, it gets, the, it gets lost. So then she goes in there, touches the next thing, she gets sucked in, and then you see the process of her coming out, and it picks up from there. But during the whole time she getting kicked out of this whole hex, it, you know, changed her DNA, changed her DNA structure. Okay, right. So obviously you see something's going to happen with that. So as this episode goes on, they figure out, 
it's a hex. They bring in these people. Darcy Lewis comes in, and she's from the Thor movie. She was in the first two. She wasn't in the third one. So she comes back. She's like a um, a physicist now, like a full-blown physicist. She ain't an intern no more. She's a physicist. And she figures out that it's a like a, a sitcom, and WandaVision is like living out through a sitcom. Because she says she discovered it by these, I forgot the actual phrasing web of it was but it was some type of cosmic resi re cosmic radiation that she was given off through the hex and it developed like as a tv signal so what she did was she said get me a tv that's not flat so they give her old tube type tvs it took me back when i seen one of those and then she got the broadcast and then ever since then it was watching each episode and each episode was a different time period. The first one was in the 50s, second one was in the 60s, third one was in the 70s. Yeah, that's when color came in the 70s. And the fourth was in the 80s. So, and then you kind of, you, uh, you find out that certain people, this is another thing that people were doing online, I, like now watching back, like it annoyed me. They made characters seem that seemed like they had a big role in the show was really nothing. Like, oh, Dottie must be this because she's this, this, and this. And then you go on, it's like she really wasn't that big of a character down the line. Like, everybody hyped it up to be this big thing with Dottie, and she was just a regular character. She ain't had nothing secret going on. She wasn't no hidden character. Or that's about, you know, none of that. So, and this is the fourth episode. As we going on, you see that, you know, Wanda is starting to, Things are starting to come together and people starting to understand like what's going on. So then we go into the next episode and then it gets weirder. Like the boys can speed up their aging. So they went from like eight months old to five year olds. So like, and this is like during the eighties period. So they're like, they went from one to five years old. So then they... Um, they're going through this thing where they wanted a dog and <laughs> they were too young to have a dog they found a dog they was cleaning the dog off Wanda finds like what's going on what's in my kitchen sink and it was a dog and she was like and Vision comes in and this is a character named Agnes I forgot to mention her and Agnes is like the annoying neighbor that comes in always unexpected. Nowhere, and never really wanted, but she always comes unexpected all the time. So Agnes comes in. She has this doghouse for the dog. And Vision was like, he says, funny that she always appears with things we need at that moment, right? So he said, yeah, you can have a dog when you're 10. So the next thing they do is age up to 10 years old. So the dog is out there running around. They have this dog. Then it goes missing, right? Dog goes missing, and it ends up in Agnes's yard and eats this type of plant, right? And it dies. So the, one episode they got an animal and it dies that in that same episode. So they was about to age up to kind of get past the emotional pain of like losing a you know a pet or a loved one, and, and she was like, "Yeah, don't do it because you can't." avoid your problem by doing things like that so they thought she can bring people back from the dead because of a vision so they think she brought back vision from the dead 
and it's more to it once you get down the line in the episode. So then you go into the whole thing of the Pietro Quicksilver reveal. Okay. Here was another thing I didn't have a problem with. It's just another thing where the internet made that into a bigger situation of what it really was. Like, they introduced Evan Peters' Pietro. Because in the in Fox movie, he was called Peter. In this one, you know, in Marvel Studios version, he was called Pietro, his actual name. So you see the guy, he brings back, he's like, why do you look different? These type of things. First thing that came to my mind is like, all right, is this like him resurrected just as a different person? Or this is like their way of trying to introduce the mutant gene, the X gene, those type of things. So I'm like, all right, let's see what happens. So time goes by and vision and they, we in the, I want to, I want to say the nineties at this point, I think we were like episode six. So we into episode six and we we're in like the nineties and we had like this Halloween. She got like the Scarlet Witch outfit on kind of resembles what it actually looked like in the comics without the pink pants. Well, they were kind of pink depending on the page at the time. So you got Quicksilver or Pietro in there and they have like this Halloween theme where everybody's going out trick-or-treating all these type of things. So Vision kind of wanders off. He wanted to go find out what was going on. So he goes and wanders around this whole town of Westview and he starts to see some people that's just in the, in the, um, are stuck in like non-motion. Like they're just sitting there like stuck, I guess. I don't, they never really explained that part either. I didn't understand that either. They didn't really explain the whole thing of why these certain people at this part of town were just stuck there, wasn't moving. They never really explained that. So Vision goes out wandering and he finds Agnes in the car, kind of in this, you know, stasis form of just sitting there. So he releases her with a touch of his, his powers, which is weird. I don't know if he was like phasing and touching something else or using something. Like, I really couldn't tell you what that was. So as he goes in, he talks to Agnes. He was like, you're one of the Avengers. Are you going to save us? He was like, what is an Avenger? So it's clearly something's not right with his vision because he don't even remember who he is. Right. Yeah, he's an android, but he don't remember nothing. So he told her he she should go back home. She couldn't get to this road she wanted to get to. And then Vision walks off to the edge of town. And he tries to walk through the hex. And he gets through. But when he gets through, he falls apart. Like, he's starting to rip apart from... Whatever, obviously he can't. He shouldn't. He can't be outside the hex because, as you see, chips of him are falling apart, like bits and pieces are coming off. And his son, Billy, is the one that can like has psychic type of powers, and he felt his father wasn't. Well, he felt Vision <laughs> wasn't in his. Was something happened to him? He was in pain, so he told his mother, and he said, "Look, Dad's in pain. He needs help." She's like, where is he? He's like, I don't know. So then she stops everything. Then you, this is where you know she's in control. Like she stops everything and expands the hex. So a lot of the sword agents get caught up in the hex. And it expands. So Vision is like, he's like 
kind of like resurrected because he was dying outside the X, but he was resurrected because he expanded. So a lot of the sword agents come in, you know, they facility and all their cars and stuff like that. But when they come in, they come in as the clown, like the circus part of the town. Like the circus in town, they got this one section where the circus is and kind of get tents and everything up and all the acts together. So the, all the sword agents become the circus acts, which is like classic. You know, that's like the classic thing when it comes to stuff like that. Whenever something happens or a transition like crazy happens, they're always a circus. That's like the go-to. Darcy is stuck in this, and so she becomes like the uh, escape artist. She's like wrapped in chains. She's like, yeah, you got to help her get out of her chains because that's y'all act. So Vision was like, you don't remember what happened last night? She was like, uh, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And, you know, he releases her and he, he she explains to him what's going on, but he still doesn't make sense of what's happening. He said, well, you, she's like, she killed you once to save the universe, but the guy brought you back, took the um, mind stone out of your head, killed you again, and then wiped out half the universe. And he was like, I told her to do it. He was like, yeah. He's like, what's going on right now? It's like, she really has feelings for you. She really loves you. That's all true, but I don't know what's going on. So Darcy kind of like disappears for a while. Like you see her in the truck and then vision flies off and that's like it. You kind of don't see her for a couple of episodes. So by the time we get to the seventh and eighth episode, we're starting to transition to see what's really going on. So... There was a big, like, I don't know who came up with the rumor or saying. I don't know if it was Paul Bettany or Wanda. I mean, or Elizabeth Olsen, who said there's a star, like a Luke Skywalker type of cameo coming. I was a little excited. I was a little, like, stoked for it. But then it was like a situation with Monica, where she said she wanted to talk to this engineer. And Monica was like, yeah, she want to talk to this engineer and that he's a friend and she hopes um, he can help or they can help. Did she say he or she? Either way. So that was another thing like the internet went wild with. And I was like, all right, cool. Who could it be? So we all kind of like, all right, maybe it's Mr. Fantastic. Right. Then I heard it was the boy Adam Brochier, Mr. Blue Marvel. You know what I mean? So I was like, all right, let's see. So during that episode, after she expands the hex, she runs into these people and it's just nothing, nothing wrong with the fact that it was an army vet that knew her mother, but it was a letdown because, and that's the thing, that's the problem I fell into where people was getting this hyped up. I mean, people had me hyped up. I was like, what? We about to see some new characters being introduced. I'm like, all right, Blue Marvel. Cool. He's like one of the strongest people out there. Let's see. Nothing. Mr. Fantastic. No, nothing referring to anything to come in the MCU. Not mutants, not the X-Men. Um, Fantastic Four. Uh, anything like that. So it was like, all right, okay, all right, just going to have to take that on the chin and go from there. All right, so then as the show goes on, we have, um, like I said, Let's Luke Skywalker type of situation. So Wanda eventually gets out of the hex to uh, confront the leader of, um, I want to say the supervisor of Sora. I can't, can't remember his name. I don't understand. Like I'm having a real brain fart. I didn't write down nothing. So this is just like my opinion on all of this, but this is just like, 
a show that I wasn't interested in really got me invested and got me really locked on every week to see each episode. So they send a drone in to attack Wanda. Well, not attack. Monica Rambo was flying his um this drone in there just so she could talk to Wanda and see what was going on. Wanda wasn't having none of that. She was like, nah, y'all got the rope. So she, they, uh, the, uh, the supervisor of sort, once I remember his name, I'll definitely go back into that, but had a situation and he goes in there, takes control of the drone and tries to attack Wanda. You just seen what she can do. Like, why would you test this woman? So he tests her. I guess he sends a rock or something happens. You don't really see it. So she comes out and she she's dragging the drone. She throws it back at him and she did. She does this magneto type of move. So everybody was hyped about that too. Like okay, yeah, now she's showing. So she made this gesture with her hands, and all these dudes that had guns drawn at her turned them towards the director of Shield at the time. And I was like, well, that's kind of like they did in X Men when Magneto took all the guns and flipped them over to everybody. Had them all aimed at each. Uh, had all the guns aimed at the guys. Similar, but, you know, I was like, see, I, you keep messing with this woman. She's going to blow your head off. So he was like, all right, cool. So then this so-called cameo from this Luke Skywalker style cameo was nothing but a the, uh, the sentient version of Vision. He was like the white Vision, which the... Which was weird. Here's the thing I have a bit of a issue with. Now, vibranium is this really indestructible metal that can't be like cut or damaged by anything other than vibranium. Now, I don't know, never really specify if the tools they were using in that laboratory were vibranium. Don't know that, but I'm kind of finger. Let's just say they were, right? And they kind of reconstruction and deconstruction this vision for the longest trying to get it powered up to have it work for what they wanted to do like they wanted a basically a sentient weapon as the new name implies that that they control and send on attack missions whenever they felt like it i wasn't disappointed with that cameo or i wouldn't say cameo that whole luke skywalker of paul bettany just playing paul bettany I was more disappointed with that because it was like the internet. It was the internet again. Like everybody got these other things in my head. Like what? Mr. Fantastic, Blue Marvel. I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm like, all right. And that was the problem I had to realize. We, yeah, a lot of people came up with their theories about what's what's going to happen, what's to come, what might happen. But a lot of us fed into that. So when we didn't get it, we got disappointed because remember, Marvel didn't say none of this stuff. That's what people put out there. They just was like, oh, no, we ain't do none of that. So then after that, you find out. Agnes is really Agatha Harkness, which is like this witch that used to watch um, Franklin Richards, which is uh, Reed Richards' son, Franklin, who's like ridiculously Omega level powered is that she used to watch him during the day like as a babysitter. So in this version, she's like the evil witch. So she's like, and then you have in one of the episodes in an episode where she 
is introduced as one of the uh, Salem witch trials. You know, she was one of those. And then her fellow witches realized she was reading the dark book, the dark hole and using dark magic. So she's like ridiculously powered. Now in the comics, I do believe she's like 10,000 years old. So she's been doing magic way before Dr. Strange has. So, so she's been doing this way longer. So she's up there as far as magic power. She's up there. So in this in this one episode, down the line and later on in the, in the series, you see how she, she's really somewhat overpowered. What she can do is any witch that uses their power, she can just suck the life form and energy out of them and use their magic. So in one in the beginning of this episode, you see them dragging her up to the, uh, you know, to the pole where they about to tie her up and just trying to destroy her. But as they just, whatever they're doing, whatever spell they're casting, she's just sucking the life out of all of these girls that's around her using their powers. And then she like, she sucks the life out of all of them. And then like she gets free. She uses her magic, gets free. And then her mother, I don't know if that's actually her mother or that's just like, you know, a thing she called this woman because she like knew of her whole life so she called her mom but let's just say that's her mother her mother tried to use powers against her and she had like a crown never really understood like what what other what other meanings were for that what other meanings meant for you know the fact that while her mother was using her powers a crown kind of came on her head so wonder if that meant anything else further than that we have to wait and see and Agnes, uh, Agatha just like took all that and just said, "Yeah, give me all that," and just sucked them. They all look like um, like skeletons with the skin really like decomposed on them, like that. She just sucked the life form out of all these people. So then you come to find out she's been messing with this whole hex the whole time. And what people can't like people theory about that was right because it went from. Uh, Agnes and then everybody kind of put that together said Agatha Harkness you know then she goes in and just shows Wanda like you're not supposed to exist and see that's where I thought the, um, the introduction of X-Men not X-Men like the X-Gene and mutants were being introduced because she basically said I'm not a witch She's like, I don't cast spells. And then you were kind of wondering, like, maybe in some way, shape, or form, they were like, say, okay, since you're not a witch, but how are you doing these type of powers? Like, then there were a way you could say, well, you're not a witch, but you're casting magic. So, because they mentioned that years ago that what Wanda uses is a form of magic, but she's a mutant that just, you know, has Nexus powers. And that's where I was kind of like, this is a way you can kind of explain that somewhat where she's not a typical uh witch because then come to find out she had her powers the whole time it wasn't from the mind stone which is like that's a little misdirect because before marvel studios actually had access to the x-men and fantastic four characters she they were called enhance but so you could easily correct that by saying well 
she's a she always had powers the mind stone kind of amplified her powers right so that's basically what they say in the show so that's where i feel like there was an opportunity to kind of say well she's not a witch then what is she like how does she have these powers and then that's where you kind of say well she has like they do experiments on her dna and come to find out she has the x gene or something or anomaly gene that happens to give her power something like that you know they don't have a name for it, but it kind of hints at what's the you know the mutants are and X Men are. So then, like I'm like, oh, like that was a missed opportunity for him. But as you see, like Agnes is, like, I keep you. I'm calling her Agnes. Agatha is going back and showing her her history of what happened to her, and she's trying to figure out how was she doing all this. So she said during the time where she was watching. Those shows, those Bewitched, the Dick Van Dyke show, Malcolm in the Middle. And I believe that show, but like when she was that young, the show wasn't even out yet. But I get it. Okay, whatever. So then as time goes on, you see that Agatha's like, so how did you do that? Because you see in the scene, like they're watching the show and the, that Stark bomb crashes their apartment. It kills their parents, but her and Pietro are still alive. But she sticks a hand out. And from that point on, you see that she sticks her hand out and then she kind of like Eva. And what Agatha says, you use the probability spell. He said, then that's why I didn't go off. She was like, no, it was a dud. He like, no, she was like, no, you use the probability spell. So next time you see her, they go into uh, the Hydra base where they, um, they was doing experiments on people and nobody was surviving it. So they had the scepter there with the Mind Stone in there. So she has this vision from the Mind Stone that she becomes the Scarlet Witch, you know, or her X-Men name. But you see her in full costume this time. She has the, uh, the headpiece, the uh, red look and everything. So... The Mind Stone basically amplified her power. I wouldn't say it amplified her power. It helped her to unlock, you know, her full potential of what she can actually do. Let's just say that. Yeah, it was an ampli- it amplified, but I don't think it. the Mind Stone helped her, like, gave her powers to amplify. It just helped her to unlock her potential. So then you go from there, and then she has this... uh like vision of her, like I said, her, her whole Scarlet Witch outfit. Then she passes out, right? Okay. Then she's in the, uh, I guess the cell, but they still never show Pietro and they see her. She's kind of watching these shows and going through the motions. And then they escape. And then they go into this whole thing with, just trying she's trying like Agnes is trying Agnes Agatha is trying to figure out like how is she using these spells like what is she doing so during the course of that you see uh, she has she goes into the show and then you see how she creates the vision like you see that she was going through the motions and like vision kind of kept her grounded, kept her sane, like kept her in a, like a, a good state of mind. Cause he, he, he was like that logical person you would go to that just knew what to tell you at that moment. Like he didn't really have any emotions in it. He just knew 
the right words to use during the course of whatever you were going through. Like he knew what to say. And that really kept her grounded and her emotions in check because she was really going through a lot of tormented from her childhood, losing her parents, really like blaming Stark for that whole thing. Uh, then losing her brother, then getting blipped and coming back and then seeing like Vision getting killed. So all this stuff was like taking its toll on her. So then like Vision bought a plot, which I don't understand. Like it's a robot. So how does he buy a plot if he has no money? But whatever. So it's like this plot in Westview and Westview is a trashy town. Like that was the bad. Like that was the sad part about it. Like she goes to Westview to kind of see this plot. But there's a scene that's a little misdirect. Not mad at it, but I get it. So it was it's a scene in the show where Wanda goes to sword and wants to see the Vision's body. So she goes in there and she wants answers. She wanted to give Vision a proper burial. Okay, we get it. That's what people do. But he's a robot. You want to give a robot a burial. Okay, so the guy, the director uh, swore it was like, uh, you want me to give you $3 billion worth of vibranium to put in the ground? He's like, no, nah, I'm not doing it. So she see him operating or dismantling him or doing something with him. Like, they doing something. Not really sure. So you go in there, she ca- she tries to reconnect. So she rubs his head with her magic and see hopefully some form of him will come back. She was like, I don't feel. And then she leaves. But the director of sword made it seem like she stole Vision. So during the course of that, you like I said, you realize she created the Vision from her emotional break, like her emotions. Like she was so emotionally torn down that she's in this plot in Westview and she just creates this whole entire world right from the house. Right. So she goes, she started putting the house together and then her powers expand to this hex. And she has this whole town under this new sitcom look at everything. After she like, she wanted Vision back so much, she just created a version of him, like out of her magic. Like he was coming out of her, and he was created through her magic. So she, he comes back as her reality warping powers, like basically created the Vision in this sitcom. But it's not the robotic Vision. So that's when the camera, I keep counting the camera, the whole Luke Skywalker, uh. You know, cameo is nothing but Paul Bettany playing the white vision. So that's the actual vision body they tore apart and built together. But they used her own powers to power this vision. They used the drone that she dragged out there. So I was like, all right, cool. I really enjoy what they did up to this point. Like, besides people on the Internet getting me hyped and getting me to my emotions on an all-time high, Make me think like what's to come, who's about to be introduced, but that was my fault. I should have just watched it episode by episode and let it happen. So as like the new white vision is being powered up with the power from the she left on the drone. So we got white vision versus green vision, I guess you want to call it. Good vision fight, you know. So we in the last episode now. Uh and you find out that Agatha, I keep calling her Agnes, but Agatha wants her power. And she calls her the Scarlet Witch. She's like, you're not even supposed to exist. 
She's like, you're no, you're not born. You're forged. You're made and stuff like that. So this dark hole basically has this prophecy of the Scarlet Witch. And it's like crazy. So you have the vision, the two visions fight. And then you have Agatha and Wanda kind of having a little magical battle. You got a science battle and a magic battle. But here's the thing that kind of really ruined it up for everybody. Everybody had a big issue with this. I didn't. I only had an issue with the whole thing. They, they didn't kind of introduce like mutants. So come to find out after all that, that the Pietro version that Agatha created or manipulated or whatever is just a regular dude, right? He's just an actor trying to make a trying to get an acting career going. His name is Ralph Boner. And like she mentioned that name during the course of the show. So I, everybody thought it was her son. But you could see that now. Like you could really think that he could really pass for a son because he was kind of like like the age you, you can see like Agatha. Well, if she had a child, you could see that like you could see him as the child. So I was like, all right, cool. Like, but he was just a regular dude. His name was Ralph Boner. And I was like. I said, oh, my goodness, that they really just play us like that. And they sure did. Like, that's why I, like that was my problem. Like, I've read a lot of the whole theories online. It was like getting my hype, my hopes up so high. And it was like my fault. And everybody had these theories about who can be introduced, what it's going to be. And like everything a lot of people thought or these theories that they put out there, none of it was true. Like the only one that I think everybody kind of put piece together that I think was pretty much well done was Agnes as Agatha Harkness, you know, Agnes, Agatha, Harkness, Agnes, you know, so I, I can see that. But the engineer, basically a regular, uh, I believe, army general, I believe the woman was, I could be wrong, but it wasn't no Mr. Fantastic, no Mr. Uh, Blue Marvel, none of that, right? So... You had a whole bunch of these theories that people had. And it was just like, that's what made it terrible for me. Because everybody put these theories out there. Oh, this is about to happen. And she's about to introduce mutants. And she's going to say, like, the whole House of M storyline. None of that was true. But everybody was running with this stuff. So it drove me a little crazy. It was like, yo, will y'all stop? But then that was my own fault for even, like, getting into all that. So by the time we get to the season finale, I don't know if it it was called the series finale. But I don't know if that's a series finale or just a season finale. Don't know, but that was the name of the episode. So, like I said, you got the two visions fighting and you got the two witches fighting. White vision and regular vision were fighting and they exchanged words. And one of the things I thought was interesting is that the white vision easily said he needs some elaboration because he said, I'm not the real vision. He said, I'm uh, he said, I'm not real. He said, you're the real vision. He said, like, I need some elaboration. So they talk and they go back and forth and he touches his somewhat shape where the Mind Stone was. But it's like a a layer of like machinery that just can shoot beams out of. And he touches that and it gives him all the visions memories, which is interesting because he's not real. He don't remember anything. But this vision, I guess, remember whatever internal memories that that body still had so as he he releases it he just flies off and i'm like okay 
Is he coming back? Or is he just gone, gone? Like, is he gone? He's going to go to the other Avengers, join up. Like, what happened? Like, you just he just flies off. So, it was only on uh, a couple episodes where Wanda tried to use her magic on Agatha in this basement. And she had these little spell. Like a guard, like a, um, I forgot what she, I think she called the runes. I think like that. She said, you see these runes? You can't cast your magic. Because I'm protected by these runes, I think they were called. I, I may have butchered that, but let's just let's create that picture, right? This is a, like a spell board right there where once you step into this, you know, space, you're, you can't use your magic because it is protection spell that's around, right? So she Wanda trying to use her magic and Agatha is just throwing her like a rag doll, right? So Wanda remembers that protection spell and she as she's fighting Agatha she's she's setting up this spell they're going back and throwing magic balls and each other and uh, Agatha just sucking it all up just draining the uh, life force and power out of Wanda but while she's missing her at the same time Agatha's like yo you're missing me like crazy and like but the whole time she's setting up that whole protection spell within the whole entire hex so as Agatha tries to use her spell, nothing works because the protection spell is in place. And as you see, these big spell-like symbols form on the hex. So Agatha can't use her magic. So Wanda sucks all her magic back out of her and drains Agatha out of all her magic. But it doesn't kill her, though. It doesn't drain the life out of another. She's just, like, weakened. She doesn't have any more magical powers. So... I'm like, all right, that's not a bad little battle. Like, everything was cool. You know, she basically never, she didn't kill her. She just cast a, cast her spell on her that kept her in that character of that annoying neighbor that just, you know, that's what she is, an annoying neighbor. And basically, every the, she brings the hex down, shrinks it down, and it releases everybody from, you know, the mind control of what she was doing with the hex. But she is in her full costume now. I wasn't a fan of how it looked. It really didn't like the look of it just didn't. I ain't really I ain't finding that appealing as how it looked. You know, it has that Marvel look to all the costume where everything has this like this texture texture feel where it looks like something would actually it look like something somebody actually would wear. Like it has that kind of like fabric type of feel to it where it's like, yeah, I could see somebody wearing that one. Like, and I just, I guess I didn't, I was the real problem I had with the outfit was the pants. Like I didn't like how the pants look, but the top part I thought was cool. Like the whole red part and the little head, head piece. I thought that was fine, but the pants I just didn't like. And, so you got to see her in her Scarlet Witch form. And now she has like a hood dress thing where she could throw a hood on and it has like this cape gown type to it. Like it, it ain't like at the waist anymore. It's like a cape with the hood on top. And I was like, okay, that's going to be the Marvel Studios version of that. Fine. But... After all said and done, you know, Marvel's big on the end credit scene. They had a few of them during the course of this this um, series is that um, I believe 
What was the first one? I can't remember the first one now. Um, one, oh, I think the first one was Monica finds the house and she kind of see looks in the basement and she sees that there's some type of energy in the uh, basement because like I said early on she gets kicked out the hex and her DNA is transforming into something so when she gets back into the hex after she meets up with the engineer and goes back into the hex because they try to use this this like space machine I wouldn't say space machine this space like roaster that they can drive through it because basically what they said it what the hex does it transforms any type of anything you have on into that type of fabric in the hex but as like regular clothes so she tried to drive this truck in through it and this doesn't work so she walks back through the hex but as she's walking through the hex she kind of like like her physical being like is manipulated into like different beings all at the same time and then as she pulls herself together and comes back together as one you see her light oh, I said her lights her eyes turn blue so she can see all types of different energy so when she gets into the hex she sees the energy of the hex the uh, power lines then when she like I said comes to this basement she has purple eyes and she sees the energy of the purple of the magic Agatha uses so she uses like she changes colors to whatever energy she's using at the time because it was a scene in there where <clears throat> the director of shorts source uh shot bullets at the kids and she steps in front of them and she turns into like this gold color and the bullets go through her but they fall down didn't i don't really know what that was but you start to see she has her powers she didn't fly in the show. She didn't do anything else. She just kind of like her eyes changed colors a few times. Then you try to see like she has this power. She has like this little outing with Wanda. Wanda picks her up and tries to slam her to the ground. But she has that superhero landing as they call it. <laughs> like that's really becoming a thing. And then as she has the superhero landing, you see her eyes are like a different color. So she's her DNA got manipulated, got changed. And so she got these powers. Like I said, she didn't fly. She didn't do anything else, but she has these powers. Okay, we'll see more of that in uh, Captain Marvel 2 that comes out next November, I guess. But So we'll see about that and the things they're going to do with that. But Jimmy Woo, it seemed like Jimmy Woo has become like the head of FBI now because he's stuck in there uh, and broke through all this stuff that was going on. He kind of figured out what the director of was doing and stopped him. Tried to get the rest of the FBI involved. And he used some of his magic tricks that he's learned over the time on there. So I want to say overall, I enjoyed the show. One of the problems I had with the show is the fact that I let people and all these theories get into my head and made me believe it was something bigger than what it was. I should have just took it for what it was in each episode. So I should have just never really got caught up in that whole theory thing, right? I wasn't, like I said, when I first heard about the show, I wasn't like, oh, man, this, I'm looking forward to the show. I was like, look, it was nothing on Disney+. Plus. It hasn't been nothing on Disney+, Plus for like a whole year. It just had Mandalorian, which was great. Don't get it wrong. Mandalorian was great. 
but it was nothing else. Like, I really didn't care for none of that other Disney stuff. I was looking for the Marvel stuff. So when that came out, I was like, all right. And then when it came out, the first two episodes dropped. So I was like, all right, this show was really out there. But as the show go on, you started to see the bits and pieces of how they put, they constructed the story, how they put it together. And it was just a well thought out show like that is a side story that they can tell on Disney Plus. Now, one of the things that people was like asking like Kevin Feige was that. Do you have to watch the movies to understand the TV show? And He said, no. A lot of people felt like that's a. A lot of people felt upset about that, but I was like, he has to do it that way. I said, because if he puts too much into a show and like so many Easter eggs that has you like looking forward to them, which is nothing wrong with that, but you don't want to put too much into the shows where the bread and butter, I wouldn't say the bread and butter, but the main course is the movies. They built their whole cinematic, cinematic universe from movies. And these TV shows are like side quests that gives you bits and pieces of what's to come and whatever next story the movie's going to go in and whatever. You don't want to put too much into the shows because you might not have enough for the movies. So that's why I was like, I see that argument. But a lot of people was upset about that. They was like, why can't it be... Uh, more into the shows like basically he wants you to be able to watch the show and understand what's going on which will make you go back and watch the movies to get a better understanding of why the show is at where it's like I get it so I wasn't mad at it but the season finale but the uh it was two end credit scenes okay typical Marvel of course the first one was one of the women I guess the FBI agents was like, yeah, Monica, somebody wants to speak to you in the movie theater. They walk into the movie theater. They go down the steps and she's kind of looking around like who wants to talk to me. As you see, this woman transforms into a scroll and she shouldn't be shocked because she basically knew scroll since she was a little kid. So that ain't new to her. But the woman says, I heard you've been grounded. Someone wants to uh, talk to you. And she just points up. She doesn't say Nick Fury or uh, Talos. A lot of people was like, it's Talos. Why would Talos talk to her? Not saying he won't, but what Nick Fury wants to talk to her? But, you know, whoever. So, you know, Nick Fury. Last we seen of Nick Fury was in the space station in Far From Home. He was in the uh, scroll ship. And he was... Um, I don't know if he's the leader or whatever, but he was on the scroll ship and he was in control. And that's basically where he's been, supposedly. But the question is, since Far From Home, the guy who was playing Nick Fury, that was Talos playing Nick Fury. He was masquerading as him. So how long has Nick Fury been off Earth and how long he's been in the spaceship? Because he got blipped out, right? If I'm not mistaken, he got blipped out. Now, was that Nick Fury or was that the scroll? Still the answers for that. Because they have a secret invasion show coming. So probably next sometime next year, they got that show coming. But it's one of those type of things. Are they going to answer that question? Was that Nick Fury that got blipped out or was that Talos that got blipped out and Nick Fury was somewhere else? Have to wait and see. 
But the second end credit scene was kind of like a, a scene from uh, The Incredible Hulk where you see Bruce in this little cabin and he's practicing how to control the transformations into the Hulk. He wants to transform to the Hulk when he wants to. So he kind of meditates and fight, figure out how to do it. So she's in this type of cabin. She's having her little cup of tea. And then the camera goes further on in the back and you see it pan to the right. And it's her astral projection form stuttering in the dark hole and she hears her son calling for help. Cool, cool scene right there because, you know, Dr. Strange did that in uh, Dr. Strange. He was he he has a photographic memory. So he had he said he got two degrees doing that. So as he was still learning his sorcery skills, he was sleep and he used his astral projection form to read the uh, the books while he was sleep. I thought that I think that was the coolest thing ever. So. You see, she's starting to develop her powers. and She's starting to do the same thing that Dr. Strange says, because Agatha said you're stronger than the uh, Sorcerer Supreme. And that's another thing. A lot of people was expecting Dr. Strange to show up because this show was supposed to lead into Dr. Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and Spider-Man 3 No Way Home. Which is hard to understand because from what I've heard that they're shooting Spider-Man 3 right now, Dr. Strange has a cameo. I'm going to say a cameo. He has a part in that movie. But they never said if... Elizabeth Olsen was in the show I'm not sure the movie they didn't say that but that could be you know something they want to keep keep quiet but she's supposed to be like the co-star of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness she's supposed to have this big part and everybody keeps saying she's supposed to go evil but in, the, in that in that show she doesn't go evil she just has her little emotional breakdown and, and uses it to make a world. Yeah, she was mind controlling some of them people in there and they was being tortured because they was feeling all the pain that she was going through. That And they say that. She's like, we're suffering from your pain. Like, we don't want to feel this pain anymore. We'd rather just die than feel the pain that you're going through. So she was going through a lot of emotional pain. But in the show, she doesn't turn evil. She doesn't kill Agatha Harkness. She just, like, puts it in that, in that hex power where she keeps it in that same old character. So she just flies off after that. She doesn't become evil. So I'm like, all right, that's another thing. Like, if she doesn't become a bad guy in that movie, see, like, that's the thing. Like, theories, like, something, there's nothing wrong with them, but happen. But then you come up and you start creating ones that just, that can be completely off. And, yeah, but overall, I enjoyed the show. I would, I would say I give it, like, a, a B plus. Wouldn't say A because I really didn't really care for the show until I started watching so but overall I think I believe it was well done from start to finish it was well done uh only problem I really had with the show itself that when we were told about these shows we were told that we're going to be six episode shows for like six hours of like basically like 50 minute shows episode for each show like they were six episodes they're gonna be like 50 50 50 plus minutes you know all that stuff i was like all right cool now you know what i mean sometimes 
when you have too many episodes, you start having in filler episodes where they just be talking about a bunch of nothing and they're trying to push the narrative forward, but they just filling in the episode because they just need an episode to fill in because they got this requirement of like the Netflix shows. They had 13 episodes and then you've got episodes of a backstory, but it seemed like what's the point of telling me this backstory? Because a lot of times it was like, it was kind of like a filler episode. They were just trying to fill an episode just to have, meet the uh, episode count. Because this was a weird show. It had nine episodes. Usually it's even eight to ten. Like nine episodes is just a weird number to end on. Like it's an odd number. So it was nine episodes. The episode count was varied. Like sometimes it was 25 minutes, 32 minutes, 40 minutes. Now, with the next show that's coming out, which is The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which I am really looking forward to. I'm going to go into that totally different than what I did with WandaVision. We know it's only six episodes. Great. We know they're going to be like 50 plus minutes. Great. I'm not going to feed into this whole thing like it needs to be this much time. They got to put this much uh, information in episode because to be honest with you, I watched that whole WandaVision series. And not one time I felt like they didn't get enough in one episode to get the uh, episode done right. Like it, it didn't never, I never felt like they were missing some out of episode when it was done. They always end up on a cliffhanger, almost that excitement meter where you be like, oh, they end up like that. So I'm not mad at that. But when it comes to like 40 minute episodes, sometimes you can have a 40 minute episode and have 15 minutes of that of nothing. So what they did with the Wanda Vision show, they did it right in my opinion. They it wasn't no over bloated episode where they were just throwing stuff out there to get fans excited they basically took the the minute count they needed to get they they story across from episode to episode and it worked out just fine now like i said i wasn't really excited for the show but i enjoyed it falcon and winter so that's the one i was looking for from day one that was supposed to come out first so really looking forward to seeing what happens next week because the first episode comes out next week can't wait excited and it's bad because the day before you're going to have the Snyder cut of Justice League come out the day before Falcon and Winter Soldier comes out I'm going to watch Falcon and Winter Soldier first because that's the episode where the Snyder cut is matter of fact it comes out the day before I think I'm off that day so I may watch the movie first and then the next day I'll watch the episode because they say this, this movie is four hours long and if that movie is not as good as they everybody hyped it up to be, that's going to be a bad thing. But from what I understand with these some of these Marvel shows, they're going to be different episode counts. I believe the Moon Knight is going to be a six episodes. Loki's going to be six episodes. Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to be six episodes. I heard the She-Hulk show will be ten episodes, half hour piece. So that's basically... I want to say 25 minutes an episode. Not bad. I'm more on the thing with the She-Hulk show is that is it going to be how's the CG going to look look for her? You know what I mean? Because that's going to be the thing because she's a CG character. She's like 6'7". And the girl who's actually playing is like 5'4", 5'5", or something like that. She's not tall at all. So we're going to have to wait and see like how the CG turns out for her. So looking forward to see, let's, let's see how that turns out. But the Loki show, 
Falcon and Winter Soldier, Moon Knight, I heard was supposed to be six episodes, which is fine. Like, sometimes you may not need eight to ten episodes to get your point across. Like, uh, Mandalorian does it right. Eight episodes, but they get their point across at each episode. You never feel like you're missing some information out of that episode. So, like, overall, I gave WandaVision a B plus. I enjoyed it. A little let down due to because my expectation of what I was hoping to see. But that's my fault. I can't blame Marvel for that, you know, because it's something I wanted to see and expected. And they, they, that's not what they wrote in there. That's not my fault. But I definitely recommend watching it. You know, if you get a chance to go check it out. Uh, yeah, I must say I enjoyed it. Like I said, I give it a B plus. I enjoyed it. Looking forward to what's to come as far as these Marvel shows. And when Falcon and Winter Soldier is done, I'll be talking about that as well. So stay tuned for when that's done. I don't know if I want to do like a weekly episode podcast for stuff like that because I want to talk about other things on my podcast as well. It's like technology based stuff like, you know, that's what I like to talk about. But I also like to talk about entertainment. So I'll be talking more about like entertainment things, you know, streaming services like I've done before, like shows and stuff like that. Like definitely the comic book shows, the like Disney Plus Marvel shows or the Mandalorian or any other Star Wars stuff like that. And if DC comes out with TV shows and stuff like that, I'll be doing the same thing there. So, you know, I kind of like the entertainment, you know, since we all were locked down for COVID the past year, you know, we all got to find out what good TV shows is out there. I'll be talking about things like that. So I'm always expanding, just talking. I just want to talk about things I like to talk about and y'all guys like to talk about. But that is it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed my little pros and cons of the WandaVision show that I liked and I didn't like. And overall, I enjoyed the show, but I fell into the fandom of theories and that kind of ruined the show and some aspects of it because I let my feelings get into it. Thank you guys for checking this episode out. I hope you enjoy. I will see you guys in the next episode. See you later. Peace out.